Truckers, welcome to a brand spanking shiny as happy rainbow sparkle sunshine. Happy Mother Trucking New Year edition of the Hollywood Hick. This here is me, Brent Parents, the Hollywood Hick, coming to you right here on the Crab Diving Network, www.crabdiving.com. Throw a backslash, listen behind that. What's it gonna happen? You're gonna get all the fabulous programming right as it's happening right here on the Crab Diving Network. Okay, okay. But this here's the Hollywood Hick. You can find me on the Twitters at the Hwood Hick and on the Facebook, facebook.com backslash the Hollywood Hick. You can also listen to me right here on the network on the 7, 7 in the morning, 7 in the evening. You can also tune in to previous episodes at midnight time. Now, that's all East Coast. If you can't figure out how to do the math and figure out where that is, your time. No, that's West Coast. What the fuck? See, I ain't done these things regular enough lately because I go to this place every day, which sucks the life out of me because they expect me to do things and be, like, there a lot and, like, aware and like paying attention and whatnot and then I get all kind of tired and all messed up and then the next thing you know I am behind on my Hollywood hicking so I apologize it's my new year's revolution and I honestly feel like it is a revolution and not a resolution on account of it's gonna take some serious inner revolting for me to figure out how to work through this nonsense and get back to my talking to my peoples but that aside, I'm going to make a concerted effort to get back to this shit the right way. But um, what was I saying? Particulars, 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 whatever. I go to this place every day. Do we really want to know about that? Whatever. 2017, what a fucked up year that was. Right, all y'all? Oh, my goodness. Like, we found out that uh, we got a pumpkin head for a president, which is just beyond, beyond. But, but what I'm thinking is we just going to have to wait this sucker out because people are, I think the noose is tightening on that motherfucker. I mean, he's, I mean, he's just dumb as a fucking stump. I read a whole thing. Like, I mean, people are just writing articles now about like, honestly, we used to say our president was dumb when like George W. Bush was up in there. And then like people want to think that Obama is dumb, but Obama is um, probably one of the smartest people ever to be in that office. It's like gracious and nice. And like, like actually seemed like he cared about people. Like the people now they don't give a fuck they don't give a fuck about none of y'all y'all think they do you're like you vote like they're gonna work for the common man no they didn't here i'll give you i'll give you an example let me find it i found it over i was gonna talk about fucking oprah running for president first because i am not for oprah running for president i like oprah she's fine whenever i find her to be somewhat of a blowhard sometimes and sometimes i'm like woman shut up i'm like oh my goodness everything is not that dramatical but um that's just my own personal opinion and um sometimes i just think that um people like her should just stick to talk showing and doing your 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 television network and things and then let leave the politics and people do the politics like i could even maybe support her for like senate or something like that or congress but president i'm like y'all I am a firm believer that you kind of actually have to sort of know what the job is about, experience a lot of this political stuff going in down the road. Like, you need to have a lot of experience in this realm because it's fucking nuts, right? And you need somebody who can be engaged. Now, like, I am 100% convinced that Oprah could be more engaged than the freaking punkhead head with that dead mangy fox and that fart puss we got running up the over there in the White House right now. But aside from that, like, I do think she'd be more engaged, but it's like, there's just more to it. And it's just, there's a learning curve that I just don't 
don't feel like um, a couple of months is good enough leading up to a president after you've already won something, all you've been doing around running, telling people what you would do, telling them what they want to hear, and now you got to apply what people want to hear to what can actually happen. I don't know. Well, I just don't think Oprah's a good idea for president. It's just my own personal opinion. Y'all can do whatever with you want. But I come across this thing, right? So let's just see. So like everybody wants to say like, oh, Donald Trump's great. Now I got this book, Fire and Fury, that done come out by this somebody, Wolf fella, whatever. He went around interviewing everybody up there. Like people like apparently that Steve Bannon fella was telling everybody to talk to him. And now everybody's like, why the fuck did I talk to that motherfucker? Oh, my sweet goodness, what have I done did now? Because now they're all like, fuck. And the dude apparently has receipts. That's my favorite part about it. They all want to say, like, he's this hack, shitty-ass journalist, which he kind of is from what I have read. Like, he's done some probably not um, the most um, savory type things leading up to this. But here, he claims he's got the receipts. And so um, until proven otherwise, I'm going to choose to believe he has those receipts because... Really, that's probably the only thing saving his ass is these people know he's got receipts because people have come out and said like, yo, uh, yep, I did talk to him. I was told to talk to him. I did it. Yeah, that's how it is. And so like, but I love how like every one of them calls this freaking mouth breathing moron that we've all been calling a mouth breathing moron all this time, a freaking mouth breathing moron. And then they come on here and then they're like, well, let me just tell you exactly how stupid this motherfucker is. And there's this fella, um, Robert Wright, who um, he's like, let me see if I can figure out exactly who, whatever. I think he's a Republican. I want to say he's a Republican. He's a Republican pundit. Yeah, he's been speaking the whole time. He's like, oh my God, what have we done? Like, he's been one of the ones from the very beginning just going like, no, no, it doesn't matter. We got to put country before party, all of this stuff. It don't make no damn sense. I mean, good Lord, we almost had a fella named Roy Moore that was out diddling fucking teenagers at the mall got banned from the fucking mall this Roy Moore fella I'm all over the place y'all know that's how he cooperates but here we go so this Roy Moore fella got banned from the mall in like the 80s and early 90s when that was the only place to go like everybody went to the mall look at movies and shit back then it was all about the mall look at fucking fast times at Ridgemont High where did those motherfuckers hang out at the mall where did they work at the mall. That's where this motherfucker got banned. You got banned from the most popular piece in town, and you had to have people who um, had your picture up on the wall saying, like, if this fucking smarmy-ass bitch shows up in here, then we're gonna have to, like, follow him around and make sure that he doesn't, like, try to, like, prey on the youngins. Like, and this dude still feels that he has been wronged in some way and should be sitting up in the Senate right now and not the fella who's there. Who? Um, oh, by the way, look up the picture of... um. Oh, fuck, what's his name? The dude who won. Don't ask me to remember. Don't ask me to remember. I would look it up, but I ain't got time. Whatever. The dude who won, the one who beat him, his son is gay. And um, when he's being sworn in by Mike Prince, the fucking daggers coming out of his kid's eyeballs going right into freaking Mike Pence's skull is amazing. He is just not having He's like, uh, not having it. But what I'm saying is, this Robert Reich fella, right? He like basically had a thing that's over here on the Raw Story website. It says, Robert Wright, seriously, how dumb is Donald Trump? Like, everybody's wondering, because apparently he was at this Alabama, Alabama-Georgia football game for the national championship college shit just uh, yesterday or something, proving to y'all how late it is I'm doing this fucking thing. Um, but fucking, he's sitting there, he don't even know the words to the national anthem. He's just sitting there looking off into the distance like some freaking glossed-over child who's been sitting through his fourth straight fucking church service and his mother won't let him leave and he's just gone off into this fucking happy place or somewhere la-la land of 
sorts that he has built for himself so that he doesn't really have to be engaged in what's going on. He doesn't even know the fucking words to the national anthem he's been bitching and screaming and yelling about people taking a knee for. Like, don't you think? Don't you think this? Okay, this is my opinion of how like this is uh, stupid, and we'll get into what Mr. Wright's opinion is here in a second. But what I'm saying is, y'all, what I am a saying up here on the Hollywood Act to just let y'all know, like, y'all, just please, please, please. And I know I'm probably preaching to the choir here because people listen to the Hollywood Hick are probably not the people who would like probably need to hear this shit. But y'all, for fucking straight up real, like what, 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 how can some of you dumbass motherfuckers still be defending this freaking twat? I just can't fucking figure it out. I don't know how to wrap my brain around people who can get behind this kind of freaking buffoonery and nonsense and just generally making this look like complete mouth breathing moron idiot level idiots that nobody has ever seen before that we get behind this shit and there's all these people i love i just i i had some people i used to work with way back in the day and there was this woman sherry who i loved dearly she was so much fun and she always used to tell me, she's like, sometimes, Brent, you just have to wait. And it's going to take longer than you'd like it to. But you just got to sit there and wait. And then things will happen. And then some everybody usually gets their fucking comeuppance. Now, in this instance, she was talking about the two awful women who ran the department that we worked in. But... Um, which they did eventually get their come up. It's like we came into work one day and guess who wasn't there? These horrible, awful women who had been doing horrible, awful things and really shitty jobs and taking favorites and doing all kinds of horrible stuff. And Sherry and I cut a couple of cartwheels because we were like, hells to the yes. The day has finally come. We waited it out. Just like Sherry said, sometimes you just got to wait. And that's what's happening here, I think. I think we just got to wait till this whole fucking shit plays through because this new book, I think, has done sent everything into turmoil because now they're like, um, dude's got receipts. You all said how fucking stupid it is. Even Steve Bannon was saying how stupid he fucking And then Bannon came back like a groveling little bitch trying to apologize, saying that ain't what I meant. That's what you and now all of a sudden you thought that this was going to be your freaking smoking gun to take you to a next level of something and that didn't work they're all just falling apart you just got to let it have time to happen but here's what this freaking robert wright fella said and it's over here on the raw story says for more than a year now i've been hearing from people in the inner circles of official washington gop lobbyists republican pundits even a few republican members of congress that donald trump is remarkably stupid I could have told you that a long fucking time ago. He's lucky and he's stupid. That's what it is. And he's a fucking con man, but I think we get to that here in this thing right here. That's the fucking thing. But he goes, I figured I couldn't be right because really stupid people don't become presidents of the United States. Even George W. Bush was smart enough to hire smart people to run his campaign and then his White House. See, that's what you do when you're a fucking mouth-breathing moron. You don't go out fucking bloviating and twitting all over the fucking place. You fucking realize that you're the goddamn president of the United States and there's a certain level of decorum that comes with that. And you don't go off with your little fucking vine or sausage fucking fingers and tweeting all kind of stupid nonsense all the time. And really, if you truly want me to think you are smart, tweet better. Tweet better. Use a fucking string, a goddamn coherent sentence together and not your fucking rambling Alzheimer's fucking looking like fucking train of thought, broken, fragmented bullshit where you say the same shit over and over. It's just ridiculous, right? But says here goes on as I digress, as I do. Several months back when Secretary of State Rex Tillerson called Trump a fucking moron, I discounted it. I know firsthand how frustrating it can be to serve in a president's cabinet, and I've heard members of other presidents' cabinets describe their bosses in similar terms. 
Now comes Fire and Fury, a book by journalist Michael Wolff, who interviewed more than 200 people who dealt with Trump as a candidate and president, including senior White House staff members. And according to this motherfucker, y'all, he done got receipts. He got receipts. It ain't like Whitney Houston when she was with Diane Sawyer interview talking about her cocaine having to like show me the receipts because don't nobody buy no damn receipts for fucking cocaine, Whitney. We all knew that back then. Bless your heart, sugar. I'm just saying rest in peace, girl. You know I still love you, but that was one of the dumbest things that ever came out your mouth, baby. I'm just saying this out. But whatever, this motherfucker apparently has receipts. And so I'm hoping he's just sitting on them until he really needs to just drop them to be like, okay, here you go. Boom. Hit play. This is what you said. Yes or no. Is this you on tape? Yes or no. And people are going to have to say yes. Um, this thing goes on. It says, in it, National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster calls Trump a dope. Secretary Steven Mnuchin, how do you say that? Mnuchin? Mnuchin? I don't know. He's ugly as fuck. I know that. And I know I probably shouldn't judge in such a fashion, but I'm not as good as Dolly, so I judge, even though I'm not supposed to. Um, goes on and says, former chief of staff, I don't know how to say this one's name. Is it Reince? Priebus? Priebus? I don't know. These people with their names. And I'm the world's worst at pronouncing names, so um, there's, there's like a double-edged motherfucking sword right there, right? But both of these guys, says right here, both referred to him as an idiot, in quotes. Rupert Murdoch says Trump is a fucking idiot, in quotes. I think it's one of the only things Rupert Murdoch's ever said that I agree with 100%. Um, goes on and says, Trump's chief, Trump's chief economic advisor, Gary Kahn, describes Trump as dumb as shit, explaining that Trump won't read anything. Not one-page memos. Not the brief policy papers. Nothing. He gets... He gets up halfway through meetings with world leaders because he is bored. When one of Trump's campaign aides tried to educate him on the Constitution, Trump couldn't focus. I got as far as the Fourth Amendment, the aide recalled, before his finger is pulling down on his lip and his eyes are rolling back in his head. And like, you know, that's fucking true. You know that's true because you can just see it. You see, I've seen him in other shit where he's just like, I can't, I fucking can't. I just can't because I have the fucking attention span of a four-year-old because he is a fucking moron, always been a moron. All he is is a blowhard whose daddy gave him all this money and then he went and fucking took advantage of everybody all over the fucking place and fucking doesn't pay his bills and then sends people into bankruptcy and thinks that that's okay and then all these fucking mouth-breathing morons all over the freaking country who voted for this freaking disaster, disaster, and I will go ahead and say disaster. I, I, I honestly, it's like, whatever, I, it's like, I don't want to say... I hope you get everything that you asked for because basically what you asked for is somebody to fucking take complete advantage of you and to fucking not do anything that he said and to completely just make your life worse than it was to begin with and you bought it hook, line, and sinker. So there's one part of me that thinks that you deserve everything that's fucking coming your way. But then at the same time, I start thinking, well, fuck, I didn't vote for this motherfucker, but I'm at the level of a lot of these fucking people, so how is this going to affect me? So does their bad decision decision making. Why do I have to fucking reap the rewards of that and be fucking sitting there going like, what the fuck is going to happen with my taxes, this, that, and the other, and blah, 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 and trying to take rights away from people and all of this shit and saying it's going to bring jobs here when the next thing you know, all the jobs are going somewhere else or more people are fucking dying left and right and everybody hates each other and all people want to do is punch each other in the face because this motherfucker stoked the fire and y'all let him do it with fucking gusto. That's what the fuck happened. All right, back to this story. I'm going off on a freaking tangent. Goes on and says, Trump doesn't think he's stupid because he ain't smart enough to even know that stupid is stupid. He's so fucking stupid, he can't see stupid. 
it's the quote goes on. Actually, throughout my life, my two this is from him. This is from his fucking tweets. Actually, throughout my life, my two greatest assets have been mental stability and being like really smart. Okay. Really smart people don't lead into really smart with comma like comma. Okay. They would just go being really smart because like is what fucking 13 year old girls say at end. They fucking can't quit saying it. So now basically you're saying you're only as good as a 13 year old fucking girl who only thinks about fucking Snapchat and fucking Kylie Jenner. That's what the fuck you are. A fucking pumpkin head with a fart puss who can only identify with fucking teenage girls who only have one thing in mind and that's fucking snapchatting and tweeting and shit he went on and said more of this he goes he said i went on to an ivy league college i did very well i'm a very intelligent person now there are some who beg to differ let's continue Trump wasn't exactly an academic star. One of his professors at the University of Pennsylvania's Wharton School of Business and Finance reportedly said that he was the dumbest goddamn student I ever had. Um, Trump biographer Gwenda Blair wrote in 2001 that Trump was admitted to Wharton on a special favor from a friendly admissions officer who had known Trump's older brother. But hold on, it would be dangerous to underestimate this man, right? Even if Trump doesn't read, can't follow a logical argument, and has the attention span of a fruit fly, it still doesn't follow that he's stupid. There's another form of intelligence called emotional intelligence, right? So, goes on says, emotional intelligence is a concept developed by two psychologists, John Mayer, not the Sanger, it is a University of New Hampshire psychologist, and Yale's Peter Solovey, and it was popularized by Dan Goleman in his 1996 book of the same name, right? Meyer and Solovey define emotional intelligence as the ability to do two things. Understand and manage your own emotions and recognize and influence the emotion of others. Granted, Trump has displayed much capacity for the first. Hasn't, excuse me. I fucked that up. As soon as I read that, I was like, what? No. Granted, Trump hasn't displayed much capacity for the first. He's thin-skinned. Good Lord, is he thin-skinned. I have never in my life seen somebody so fucking willing to dish it out, but can't take it like this bitch-ass bitch. He cannot, like, that's also, by the way, one of the Hicks' least favorite qualities in a person. If you're going to be a smart-ass, if you're going to be a blowhard and a bloviator and a bitch-ass bitch like this, you have to be prepared to take the backlash. That you to think that you can say whatever the fuck you want and nobody can come back to you with any sort of retort or come back or argue or say that you are wrong or just generally tell you what a horrible person you are is the definition of idiot boy as far as I'm concerned. That's just how it works. If you can't take it, don't dish it out because those things go hand in hand. Every person I've ever known is like that. Like I can't. It's my least favorite quality in somebody. Fucking hate it, right? This goes on and says he's thin-skinned, narcissistic, and vindictive. All of that shit can be proven. As dozens of Republican foreign policy experts put it, he is unable or unwilling to separate truth from falsehood. He does not encourage conflicting views. He lacks self-control and acts impetuously. He cannot tolerate criticism because he's a big, fat, spoiled-ass, bitch-ass, self-entitled bitch. And that is the worst kind of bitch. A self-entitled bitch. All these people, it's like Los Angeles. I live out here in Los Angeles. I see it 
daily, multiple times daily. The self-entitledness is off the charts. And this dude makes it look like it doesn't even fucking exist out here by comparison. Ridiculous, right? Well, this thing goes where I lost my place because I um, got off on a tangent and I had to take a sip of something before I choked to death on whatever was choking myself to death, right? Oh, here we go. Blah, blah, blah. Now, okay. What about Mayer and Solovey's second aspect of emotional intelligence? Influencing the emotions of others. This is where Trump shines. This is the thing. This is the scary part. He knows how to manipulate people. He has an uncanny ability to discover their emotional vulnerabilities, their fears, anxieties, prejudices, and darkest desires, and use them for his own purposes. To put it another way, Trump is an extraordinarily talented con man. He's always been a con man. He conned hundreds of young people and their parents into paying to attend his near-worthless Trump University. Faux shiz. He conned banks into lending him more money even after he repeatedly failed to pay them, which I don't get, like, banks, like, how come people like me can't get a goddamn loan sometimes I want to buy a house or some shit like this, but this dude can repeatedly give millions of dollars out of these people, and they're like, eh, he'll pay us back this, all those other times he didn't pay us or nobody else. He means it this time. Fucking, you know, they, they get what they fucking deserve. He conned contractors to work for them and then stiffed them. Repeat it. Like, he, like how many mom and pops he put out of business, People, you probably can't even count because he just doesn't pay his fucking bills. He just doesn't pay his fucking bills and thinks it's all okay. He just thinks that's all part of doing business is cheating people and being a horrible, awful person. Like, honestly, like, I, I honestly, I, I really can't believe that somebody has not really tried to, like, take this dude out. Like, I ain't condoning doing it. I think he's a horrible person and he does not deserve to be president, but I also don't think anybody needs to go out there assassinating no. Nobody, but I still am kind of in shock that nobody has tried to do it because of the level of crazy the world we live in is. I'm just saying. Goes on and says, by his own account, in 1976, when Trump was starting his career, he was worth about $200 million, much of it from his father. Today, he's worth some $8 billion. All right, if he had just put the original $200 million into an index fund and reinvested the dividends, he'd be worth $12 billion today. See, he could have just put it in, in an account and just let it do what it does, and he would have had more money than he's got now after all of this fucking nonsense that he's put this world up against all of this time. Uh, I'm just saying it's all. Um, goes on and says, he's, I am getting ahead of myself. My mouth worked too fast. Here we go, back it up. But he's been a great political con man. He's conned 62,979,879 Americans to vote for him in November 2016 by getting them to believe he, his lies about Mexicans, Muslims, African Americans, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and all the wonderful, beautiful things he'd do for the people who'd support him. And we're still waiting on these wonderful, beautiful fucking things because he doesn't do anything wonderful and or beautiful. He says he's going to drain the swamp. Guess what happens? The swamp got swampier. That's what the fuck happened. I mean, the smarm that he has brought into that fucking White House is ridiculous. Um, he goes on and says, and he's still conning many of them. Political conning is Trump's genius. The, this genius, combined with his utter stupidity in every other dimension of his being, poses a clear and present danger to America and the world. The 25th Amendment must be invoked before it's too late. And uh, Mr. Robert Reich, I have to say, I pretty much agree with everything you're saying here. And this is from a Republican, a Republican who's had this fucking dude's freaking been busting this dude's balls from the beginning, yes. But he's a Republican. He doesn't really have anything to gain here. Like, he would be better off with a Republican who serves his purposes and, like, helps him move forward. But at least this guy is smart enough to fucking realize that we're not all fucking out here to, like, kill each other and do all of this shit. It's fucking pull your head out of your ass. So, this is it. So, 
there's one more thing I'm gonna get on here, and then we're gonna move on because I can't talk about Trump for too long. Before then I get I, the blackout rage comes inside, and all my inner hell knows start eating up all my rainbow sparkles and sunshines inside. And you know I'm a fat ass these days, so I've been trying to exercise and eat better. Which actually I will say, if you actually do those things, because I've been really bad because that place I go to it every day, every day, and a lot of other things, but mostly that place I go to every day because I'm so exhausted. I can't go to no gymnasium or nothing, but I've been forcing myself to do it. I will say it makes you feel a whole lot fucking better. I'm just saying. I had like energy and shit in the mornings that I didn't used to have. That's why I'm actually sitting here fucking getting off my lazy ass and doing one of these here programs instead of sitting here procrastinating too long till I ain't got no more time. I digress. But over here, again, on the raw story, I like reading shit on the raw story because they got a point of view that I agree with. But this here says, here are six things Trump actually deserves credit for. And they're terrible. And this is the truth. These are six things that he actually deserves credit for. Um, This is the worst year in mass shootings ever for this country. The worst year in mass shootings ever. Thanks. Thanks. Um, he, we have him to thank for the death of more than a thousand Americans in Puerto Rico. Good job there, Mr. Fucking. I'm going to be the best at every fucking thing. Failed miserably. Failed miserably. People like survivors had to be driven to drink from toxic water sources out of dear, sheer desperation. Shit like that. Like, it's fucking amazing to me. How many people don't even still have power? It's like, I, it's like, I don't understand. Um, there's a three-year high in coal miner deaths because he's going to bring coal back, which means everybody knows, it's like, we're not bringing coal back. Like, can't we, can't we take this time and energy and fucking effort and put it towards something that would actually move things forward? We all know coal's not the way to go. Like, coal is killing this fucking planet, you fucking moron. Let's put these people, retrain them, and teach them other skills. Teach them solar. Something like that. You can go around and start installing solar panels so that we can use a fucking giant fucking ball of energy that we look at every fucking day, but you just would rather sit here and fucking deal in the fucking past. I don't get it. Don't fucking... I can't. I cannot wrap my brains around the fucking idiocy that is this. Um, apparently, hate crimes are soaring. All you gotta do is turn on the news to know that. Everybody's fucking... All I do is basically, he's like, thank you for proving exactly how fucking racist this country really is. And, like, we had it sort of on the fucking... People had, had to just sit there and fucking stew in their racism, and they didn't really do a whole hell of a, hell of a lot about it for the most part. Now you fucking empowered all of these fucking people. It says right here, Hate crime in large cities have increased. Here's a quote. In New York City, hate crimes jumped 28.4% in New York City. Los Angeles by 13%. Philadelphia by 9%. Chicago, 8.3%. Phoenix, Arizona by a whopping 46%. Houston, the nation's number four city, bucked the trend, reporting five incidents. So, like, only Houston. God, look at that. Texas. Who would have thunk? Texas. But, um, yeah, so Phoenix, don't the fuck, if you're on some, any kind of minority, stay the fuck out of Phoenix. Them honkies are going to fucking kill you dead. That's what it looks like there. Like, fuck. Um, here's another one. Uh, the fifth one is related. Um, the precipitous rise in schoolyard bullying. So, yeah, so apparently now everybody feels empowered to do their bullying at school even more than they already did. And take it from somebody who was bullied at school because he was a little bit gay and he was a little bit scrawny and, um, and he couldn't really fight back as much. And that's where I had to learn to get really mouthy because only the only thing I had in defense was to be able to take somebody down with my words. But at the same time, um, I really put up with a whole lot of fucking bullshit. And there's a whole lot of reasons why there's like, I'm still somewhat fucked up in some regards because growing up like that is fucking nuts and it's a fucking challenge and you fucking people are goddamn fucking just sowing the seeds of fucking bullying all over the fucking place just quit it and then when it happens they're like oh how horrible no 
fucking acknowledge, fucking do something about it, and fucking fix it. Just fucking fix it. That's what it boils down to. Fucking fix it and quit fucking bullying each other all the time. Just quit being bitch-ass bitches, y'all. Fuck. But it says here, in a survey of K-12 educators in the months before Trump's election went, the SPLC found a precipitous rise in incidents of racist bullying. And the weeks after... November 8th, a poll of 10,000 K-12 teachers, counselors, and administrators found an uptick in the use of slurs and derogatory language and disturbing incidents involving swastikas, Nazi salutes, and Confederate flags. Roughly 90% of respondents said the school climate had been negatively affected, and most of them believe it will have a long-lasting impact. Similarly, 80% describe heightened anxiety and concern on the part of students worried about the impact of the election on themselves and their family. So this is what our teachers and administrators, people trying to educate our youths, are having to deal with. So they can't fucking teach. They're just sitting there having to try to figure out a ways to make your children quit being fucking assholes because you're teaching your fucking children to be assholes. So stop it. Just fucking stop it. Kids do not fucking come out with these kind of fucking attitudes. They are taught by their fucking shitty parents. And also, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but this is, and this is my opinion, and my opinion only, I don't care, there might be other two, but whatever, this is my opinion. I honestly think that there should be a class people have to take before you can have fucking children. Because there are some people who just don't need to have children. And especially need to be having child after child after child after child. It doesn't fucking make sense. It doesn't make sense. If you are a horrible fucking person who can barely take care of yourself, bringing 12 children into this world is not going to fucking help your situation. Period. You're not just fucking yourself up at that point. You're also fucking up 12 innocent lives in the fucking aftermath. You got that? People, fucking use your goddamn heads. I don't fucking understand it. And then here's the last one. Because we got to move on because my inner rage is fucking boiling up. I can feel it bubbling in my inner gut. But um, also for the sixth thing that he has helped us accomplish, um, international travel to the U.S. plummeted. So, yeah, so it has fallen 4%, which is a big deal in travel. And apparently that's billions and billions of dollars. So somebody whose sole life endeavor was to make billions of dollars seems like his sole life endeavor now is to see how many billions of dollars he can deprive this country. That's pretty much what he's fucking trying to do. So thank you, Pumpkinhead, for being as awesome as you've been this entire fucking year. And um, honestly, at some point, can, can we just up the fucking timetable on this freaking inquiry? Go in there, get his financial records, Mueller, and just start fucking taking the dude down because he is scared. And depose his ass. And, de- and when you depose his ass, poke his ego constantly because he can't hold back and he will incriminate the fuck out of himself because he has not the ability to fucking not try to defend his fucking horrible awful ways done no more donald trump talk for the fucking rest of this program today because i have had it i have had it let's see what else i got a whole list of things i'll talk about here like oh first one i don't want oprah for president i don't i don't like i want somebody who whose job has been to fucking understand policy in the world and everything like that like i could see her as a senator like i really am so upset that fucking al franken had to like had to resign because he grabbed a titty or two and maybe kiss him. whatever i like but i did 
I don't know. I like to think about it. I don't know the whole particulars of it. And and unfortunately, uh, like I am becoming one of those people who thinks that there might be degrees to how bad of a person you are. Because like it's I'm like Weinstein is like way up high, like Woody Allen way up high. I'm like, oh my God. I can't, and, and after all this Trump talk, I don't know if I can talk about this Woody Allen thing, but I came across this thing that was like 10 Woody Allen facts, and some of it I did not know. And like really, after reading that, anybody who supports Woody Allen is an idiot. I, I, I don't need, I like, you're like Trump level idiot as far as I'm concerned. It's like, I can't, I can't, like, it's just fucking horrible. Like, I couldn't believe what I was, I was like, really? I was like, I knew he was bad, but I did not know the level of bad that that guy is. He's horrible. And anybody who works with him, fuck you. Dead to me. Especially now, moving forward, knowing what the fuck is up. But I'm just saying it's all. But um, what else we're going to talk about on it? Oh, this. Okay, let's talk about some fun shit. Oh, fun shit. Speaking of fun shit. All right, I have said it on his program before, and I will probably say it again. Team Tanya. Always been Team Tanya. Always will be Team Tanya. Fucking, if you ain't seen it, get off your lazy ass, run out to the movie theater, and see I, Tanya. Because... Tanya Harding is finally getting a little bit of the fucking respect she deserves because she um, had a role in making figure skating what it is today. I'm just saying is all. Whatever your opinion of her is or whatever, and however involved you think she was or wasn't, there's a freaking um, 2020 two-hour interview with her coming on this week, coming up like like Thursday of this week or something. You know I will be watching that. So on the next program, we'll delve into um, how that all goes and what's happening up in there with um, Tanya Harding because... I'm very interested in that interview because I think she she might allude to she might have knew something beforehand and if she does I'm gonna be a little bit upset on account of I have always defended that she didn't know anything until after the fact so if she knew something up front a hick might have to take a moment to reflect on his feelings but um I'm, I seriously think it's just I I honestly don't think she was paying attention I think she was focused on fucking winning that goddamn Olympics and she was just not paying attention to the fucking untoward nonsense that was going on around her the way that she maybe should have and if you watch this movie you can probably figure out why she was a little bit apprehensive to even do any of that because she'd get her fucking ass beat because this poor woman I'm telling you it's like it's an excellent movie it's somewhat difficult to watch at times but the way the 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 way they handle it it's like a treat more as a dark comedy like sometimes I was laughing and I'm like, I can't believe I'm laughing. This I should not be laughing because this is sort of abusive, but I'm laughing because of the way that it's treated and it's sort of, it gave it a little levity that made it more palatable because sometimes I can't just stand watching somebody get beat up for the sake of getting beat up. This at least to me, just whatever. It fed the narrative. It worked. I don't know. For whatever reason this worked for me, right? Maybe it's because the subject matter is something I really care about. I don't know. But get up off your lazy ass and go see fucking I, Tanya. What's her name? Allison Janey just won the Golden Globe for supporting actress for playing her mama, Lavana, And, um, she fucking deserved it. She was amazing. And that Alice and Janie is always amazing, but she was great. So, um, dude, go see that. But everybody's coming after Tanya Harding right now. Just don't. Wait till we see her interview. We will touch on the rest of this next time. But I just had to put in my plug for I, Tanya, because it's fucking awesome, right? But go see that. So, like, what else was I going to talk about up on here? Oh, this story. This story. This I like it when somebody does something that can fucking just uplift a little bit instead of downlift a little bit, right? I don't know. But sometimes you just got to take a minute and like fucking acknowledge somebody, right? And just be like, yo, there's something else going on here. And I've always liked this chick. I think she's very, very funny. And um, I think she like makes a lot of sense a lot of times. And I like that she kind of uses her platform to just try to like do a little bit of good sometimes and things like that or whatever. But apparently, um, I got this off of the Jezebel website, right? 
But it says here, an exchange between Sarah Silverman and followers shows that Twitter doesn't have to be terrible always. Which, honestly, people are terrible on Twitter. Like, honestly... This, this, like, ability to have a little bit of anonymity behind whatever you want to say on your fucking social medias, you're pussies. You're pussies, because 99.9% of y'all is too chicken to say shit to nobody's face that you would say on these fucking twits and Snapchats and whatever else, Facebooks and whatever else you're freaking throwing shit up on. But says here, over on the Jezebel... Sarah Silverman briefly stemmed the mighty tide of piss and bile that is tweets and replies last week with a little kindness. In response to San Antonio user Jeremy Jam Rosie's tweet, cunt, at her on December 28th, she demonstrated that she is not. So basically, that's all he said to her. On her tweets, he like tweeted her, cunt, like at Sarah Silverman, cunt. Why, like what, like, not even like you're a cunt because it's just, I just don't like you for the simple fact that you have one. That's just what it kind of comes across as. But being the bigger person, I love that she, she replies back, I believe in you. I read your timeline and I see what you're doing and your rage is thinly veiled plan. But you know that. I know this feeling. P.S. My back fucking sucks too. See what happens when you choose love. I see it in you. So that's what she came back to him with. Uh, what's cool about that exchange, it says here, is that instead of doubling down on the tweet, Jeremy Jam Rosie rose the occasion and opened up. He shared that he'd been abused by a Kevin Spacey lookalike when he was young and is antisocial, in pain from slip discs in his spine and without insurance to cover treatment. Now, I can support him there. Like, I got a bad lower back, too. I don't got slip discs. I got squishy discs. So the cartilage up in between my vertebrae down in the bottom part bulges out, and apparently that just makes everything go awry. So I get it. Like, sometimes you're just doing something normal and next thing you know your back just goes bye Felicia I'm out and you're just on the floor writhing in pain happened to me not that long ago when I was shaving my motherfucking face yes shaving my face the heck shaving my manly beard right up in there went to rinse my face in the sink and when I went to stand back up whatever the fuck I did tweaked my back next thing you know I twist 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 till I'm like on the bathroom floor never have that been more thankful that I just mopped the bitch the day before so that way I'm not wallowing in whatever piss and filth I probably missed the toilet with because there I'm sitting there going like ah so I get it back pain fucking sucks and when it goes out on you it really fucking sucks um Goes on to say, Silverman urged him to go to sexual abuse survivor support group and then asked her millions of followers if an area back specialist could help, and the offers rolled in. Other Twitter users responded in kind and offered emotional support. In a following interview with um, MySA.com, he reported that Silverman offered to cover his medical bills. He started a GoFundMe with a $150 goal, and at this writing has raised $1,223. He stated that he'll donate the rest to fellow San Antonians who are also in need. So this is nice. All right. So like, see, look, people, you don't have to be horrible on the twits. You can actually be a somewhat nice and relatively decent person. That's how the world works. Sometimes you just have to be nice. Okay. Follow Sarah Silverman's rule. Because basically what happened is through the whole course of this whole thing, she got this guy help. Maybe it'll pull him out of this deep, dark hole that he's in where he just sees everything as horrible and awful. And then he can have somewhat of a productive life where he can go out and like have some friends and get some help and not be so fucking taunted and tormented by all of the fucked up shit that happened when he was growing up. Because believe me, when you're abused and people sexually assault you, take it for somebody who has had this happen to them, it ain't fun. It fucked with you. It comes up on you when you least expect it. You think you're over it. And the next thing you know, something happens and you get these fucking flashbacks. You're like, fuck, I thought I was over that bullshit. I mean, I feel like I handle it better than most, but I still don't handle it well all the time. I'm just saying is all. 
All right, y'all, let's go on and talk about something that is just not this fucking horrible, right? Everything I've been talking about, it's like horrible things. No, the world is gone to shit. But um, let's talk about some not that important shit, but just things that just to the Hollywood hick, I guess, should be are somewhat important. But I was kind of looking forward to the new American Idol reboot because I kind of liked American Idol back in the day. Like, I'm a huge Kelly Clarkson fan to this day. I actually went to one of the tapings, saw her there, gave her a sign that I made for her and said, I love you, Kelly Clarkson from Texas. I gave it to her. She was the sweetest thing ever, right? I paid attention to it to a long time, to the last few years. And now I figured out why I must have quit paying attention to it because one of my favorite parts was watching the bad people try to sing and then kind of get to make fun of them. Now, I'm not saying that's right and a good way to be and sit here laughing at people is a nice thing to do. Now, it probably isn't, but also if you're going to go put yourself on something like American Idol, that's the risk you run. If you don't want anybody to think you're not a good singer, then you might not want to go on a national television program where one of their MOs was to show people who really can't sing who think they can, and I'm kind of make fun of them a little bit. But apparently, according to the Hollywood Reporter, headline reads, American Idol, don't expect bad auditions on the ABC version, which means don't expect the Hollywood hit to be tuning in because that's one of the things I tune in for. Also, this panel of judges I find somewhat insufferable. Aside from Lionel Richie, I kind of like Lionel Richie, but I find Luke Bryan insufferable. Everything that comes out of his mouth is from the back of his voice. He sounds just like this. I can't stand it one bit. And Katy Perry, I find in-freaking-sufferable. I just can't. She tries too hard. There's just something about her. I'm just constantly like, girl, one notch down. Just one notch down. And that comes from somebody like me. But when I'm, I'm like, just one notch down, girl. Like, it's just one bit too freaking much, right? But it says here on The Hollywood Reporter, it doesn't feel comfortable to put borderline unstable people up on stage and laugh at them, said showrunner Trish Kinane. Well, that's what this shit is about. Sitting there like, look at these people. Here's really good. But look at these other people that showed up that don't sound good at all. Um, says, what seemed... What almost seemed like a hallucination in 2017 is now a fast-approaching reality. American Idol, the most popular show on television for a large chunk of its still young century, is returning to the airwaves on ABC two years after it was canceled by Fox. And per producers and stars, it's not changing with one small caveat. ABC trotted out the cast of its revived Idol for the first time on Monday at the Television Critics Association Winter Press Tour posting up Ryan Seacrest and company for reporters, many of whom expressed skepticism about the timing of the reboot. Seacrest seemed to share the concerns. The returning host offered up his thoughts on why the last few seasons of the Fox version didn't produce any breakout talent and why that's such a priority this time around. He says, what's important to me about the reboot was that we're going to be stars on the show, that we're going to come on and collaborate and take this seriously and give the franchise what it deserves. The legacy of this franchise is important to me and to its fans. Well, part of the legacy of this franchise is, is seeing all the people who shouldn't have been on there in the first place. That's what I want to see. I want to see the William Hungs up there she-banging it to the point where I'm like, oh my lord, look at what is happening there. There's not enough Dolly in the world to fix these people. And yes, I probably shouldn't think that way. And yes, I shouldn't judge, but I'm not as good as Dolly Parton. I never have been and I never will be. I can only aspire. And so I know my limitations. And when it comes to these kind of television programs, I want to see people making a little bit of a fool out themselves. It's like I can't not watch people fall down. Like if I see somebody fall down, I'm generally concerned for your safety and well-being, but I'm not gonna not laugh at you. It's just not possible. I can't. I find it hysterical. I can watch YouTube videos of people falling down all day long and be thoroughly entertained. Is it exactly right? Probably not laughing at people's unfortunate situations, but at the same time, we have all fallen down at one time or another, and if you can't laugh at yourself, who the fuck can? Especially if you can get up and walk away from it. But 
I digress. We go on. Says here, the question of finding breakout talent the way Idol did for so many years was a more dominant thread in the conversation than ones about ratings and singing show fatigue. Bullshit. Bullshit. I call bullshit on you people. Said if you didn't sit there before this show and have a conversation about ratings and singing show fatigue, then that means that you weren't paying attention because there's singing shows everywhere. Just another new one popped up like a hip hop version with like Fergie hosting it and like and like like Diddy on it and whoever else is up on there. So so like, yeah, like, like singing shows are all over the freaking place. If you didn't talk about that, then you didn't do your job. That's what I'm thinking. Um, they're paying tw- Katy Perry $25 million for this stuff. And I, like, I don't feel like I'm not 100% sure it's going to pay off. But maybe people are ready for another Idol reboot. I don't know, a nice one. And where everybody, nobody is like doing anything. Like you don't get to see the bad people. Boar, mother trucking, ring, right? Boar, ring. So Luke Bryan added to this. That makes us work harder as a judging panel because there are a few years when you don't remember those contestants. We don't want it to go that way. We want it to go right back to what it was known for. I don't know why I feel like I have to talk out of the back of my throat every time that guy comes up, but I feel like I have to talk out of the back of my throat every time that guy comes up. I'm just saying it's all. Um, says here, the one thing Ida was known for is mocking of bad singers. This is the part I care about. During the early audition rounds, an aspect famously rebuked by NBC's The Voice when it premiered in 2011 and ultimately stole Idol's Thunder. Well, see, the difference is The Voice is a different show. Like, your whole point was like, you can't see who it is and like, there wasn't a, there wasn't an opportunity for bad singers to be on there. American Idol is a different format and that's why you need the bad singers so you can prove how good the good singers are. I'm just saying but showrunner Trish Kinane said that there would no longer be the case, though she was also quick to note the original version of the show had leaned away from that in its later years. And guess what happened in its later years, Trish, honey? Trish Sugar. What happened was everybody quit watching your shit. That's what happened. Nobody was paying attention to it on account of it was a boring because you didn't give the people what they wanted to see. And that was the people who um, were not that good and were fucking it up so that we could sit there and sort of um, feel better about ourselves for a minute because we weren't that idiot boy on television thinking we can sing when we really couldn't. Because sometimes people need that. That's why a lot of times I end this here Hollywood Hick program with a couple of stories to make us feel better about ourselves, of which we will today. So that way um, we can know that um, not everything is bad as it, as it comes across sometimes and um, there's people out there who are probably doing things way worse than we thought we ever were doing, right? Um, she went on and said, it doesn't feel comfortable to put borderline unstable people up on stage and laugh at them. To her point, reality television has largely evolved in the past, evolved past the kind of personality profiteering and audience. God, I can't say this. Has largely evolved past the kind of personality profiteering and audiences are savvier about how people get on camera. I think that people once thought that the judges saw everyone and now you know there's a line of producers who screened them before. The sh- um, noting that there is still room for the stray eccentric. We want the humor, but we don't want the exploitation. Well, you know what that means? That means a Hollywood hick ain't going to be tuning in to your program on account of I will be bored, 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 because I do not feel, find Carrie, Katy Perry compelling enough and or Luke Bryan compelling enough to make me sit through that nonsense. I'm just saying it's all. I'll play a video game where I can go around killing aliens to make myself feel better about myself. That's what I would end up doing because sometimes I just can't with these programs and I know what I want to see and that ain't what I want to see. I'm just saying it's all right. So apparently Hollywood Head will not be watching too much of this new American Ideal reboot on account of that's just the way it works. Know what I mean? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Um, What else has been happening in the world ever since we got to... um, 
since the Hollywood hit got off his lazy ass and recorded one of these here programs. So I'm like just perusing through um, all of the like the like things that I have. But I'm always putting things into my little reading list here on my on my like web browser thing. The Safari nonsense that I need to ditch because Apple can. But let's just touch on this. The hick has always been sitting here crawling up Apple's ass, right? I'm always like, fuck Apple dead to me, which they are. I'm never buying another Apple product. I done said it and I done mean it again. I done had to completely take this computer of mine and reset it to factory settings because everything was so fucking fucked up. It wouldn't do anything. All I do is look at you and twirl. It's nonsense. But then come to find out this fucking, what's his name? Um, Tim Cook fella and all of those Apple people had to come out and admit they finally fucking admitted what the Hollywood hick has been saying all this time that they purposely slow your shit down and fuck it up so you have to buy new ones. So they basically admitted that they tried to blame it on battery life or some shit that your iPhones that you spend all this freaking money on are only good for so long because we're going to make it in such a way to where it only lasts for a little bit because you didn't have to come purchase another thousand dollar fucking device because so many people in this world have a fucking thousand dollars just sitting around waiting for them to go put down on another fucking phone when the one in their pocket actually would work perfectly fine if you weren't such goddamn fucking horrible, awful, money-grubbing, bitch-ass bitches who don't even pay your fucking taxes. Fuck you, Apple. Fuck you. All of your products. But that's what it is. I am thoroughly convinced. Watch it. If you have an iPhone 6, the 8 killed it. 7, the 10 killed it. Whatever. It's two numbers up. They skipped the fucking 9, so you can't use that. But it's two numbers up. So whatever you've got, if it goes up two numbers operating system from that, you're fucked. That's how that works. I've been saying it forever, and now it's true because they had to admit it. Now they got this $29 battery thing because they basically had to come out and say, yep, what everybody's been saying all this time is true. So guess what? Fuck you, Apple. Again, fuck you. I will never, ever, and I encourage everybody out there listening to the Hollywood Hick and Crab Diving Land to not buy another motherfucking Apple product as long as you motherfucking live and give them a goddamn big-ass middle finger because there's shit out there that's better. Like, I, I thought it took was one Google search to find out there there's way better fucking shit out there to be had these days. Like, even Microsoft has pulled their head out of their fucking ass and is actually making some interesting stuff. Like, those Surface laptops and shit where it's like, becomes an iPad, then you hook it back to the thing. They're fucking good. They're kind of expensive, but at least it feel like you're getting something innovative and somebody is actually trying to be forward thinking. I'm just saying, fuck you, Apple. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. All I got to say on that. So, all right. All right. Ooh, look at this. We're getting close to the end of the program here. Let's talk about a couple of things to make us feel better about ourselves here into the new year that this ain't us and we ain't doing this kind of untoward nonsense. But I was perusing the internet here a day or so ago and whatever, come across this article on something called Gossip RX website, right? I've seen it on other shit too. This is one I saved. But it says right here, Bam Margera, he's the dude off of the Jackass television program. Then he had another, a couple of other MTV where they were doing all that stupid shit. Now, I will admit, I was a fan of Jackass. I like it. It made me laugh because they were doing stupid shit that I would never do because I ain't going to get hit in the nuts like that as many times as them end up with fucking twisted nutsack. But these people would make me laugh with their fucking shenanigans, right? Because generally they only hurt themselves for the most part outside of maybe embarrassing somebody a little bit. So um, I didn't really feel like it was that bad. But apparently, it says here, Bam Margera locked up for a DUI after stopping to talk to cops who were on another traffic stop. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently um, now he's like MTV. Viva La Bam. That was his other show. He got arrested on for a DUI here in the last couple of days. He was driving past officers in the middle of another traffic stop when he slowed to talk to the officers. They immediately smelled alcohol on him. They proceeded to give him a sobriety test, which he promptly failed. He was booked into jail and has since been released on $15,000 bail. Um, apparently, Bama struggled a lot with alcohol over the years, which um, I 
I feel for him because a lot of people do for that. But don't drive, dude. Don't drive. Like, it says, right, I was going to say, what is a good friend killed in a car crash from drinking and driving? Yes. Ryan Dunn died in a car accident from drinking and driving where he was going too fast and ran into a tree. And so it's always like it's been a bad thing. So bam, sugar. Bam, stop. Like, honestly, you just, just take a lift. It's so easy now. It's so easy. I do it all the time. I'll go out. I'll get cootie brown drunk with my buddies because I'm blowing off steam on the weekend or whatever. But guess what I do? I get in a lift car to go home. I, you got to cut the car out the equation. You don't even bring it with you. Don't even because that's where you make a mistake. That's where you buck up. That's where it comes back to bite you in the big old behind, right? Because that's when you get busted because you think that you are going to be the exception and you're going to be just fine and not drink too much and then you drink everything and you don't have good judgment and you get in your car and the next thing you know you're slowing down to talk to police officers while you're cootie brown drunk and driving and the next thing you know clink clink you in the freaking pokey so bam sugar i hope you get better but you're gonna have to work through this take it from somebody who knows it sucks but you'll live through it just do what you gotta do get yourself some help baby okay okay all right one more story because this fucking kills me because people just go fucking nuts sometimes and Apparently, says over here on the New York Post, this don't make you feel better about yourself. I don't know what will. Headline, dude takes too much Viagra, goes on naked poo-throwing airport rampage. Yes, I'm not making this shit up. Goes on in here, says, this is a bizarre moment. A naked American tourist went on a rampage at a Thai airport after overdosing on the Viagras. New Yorker Steve Cho was waiting for a flight to Incheon, South Korea, when he got naked in the departures hall of Phuket International Airport. The crazed holiday maker terrified onlookers as he ran through the airport, throwing his own feces at staff and public. He also tore through stores, destroying all the goods, yelling incoherently. Uh, six security guards, along with airport staff, finally pounced on Cho before the airport's tourist police arrested him. Um, an onlooker said, this was the scariest and most disturbing thing I ever saw at an airport. I stayed away from the man in case he attacked him. If he's flinging poo, honey, I don't blame you. But um, The airport staff tried to calm him down. They were talking to him, but he ignored them. It was very bad. Um, basically, apparently the naked holiday maker told officers he had taken too many sex drugs and apologized for the naked outburst, and he agreed to pay for all the damages. But So like, they took me away. But we're, like, this is the thing, y'all. This is the thing that cracks me up. It's like, why are you taking a shit ton of Viagra to get on a plane? Just stew in that for a minute. Try to figure it out. Like, what? like that's for sexy times, not plane boarding. I don't get it. I just don't get it. So if that right there don't make you feel better about yourself, I sure as fuck don't know what will. And oh, fuck, look at that, y'all. I done run out of time here on the Hollywood hit. But hey, y'all, happy Mother Trucking New Year. You've been listening to me right here on the Crab Diving Network, www.crabdiving.com. Um, everybody be good. Y'all stay out of trouble. And um, we'll be talking to y'all a lot more in the new year. I'm going to get back on schedule. I promise. I promise I'm doing my very best. If this place I go to every day doesn't just suck every ounce of life out of me, I'm swanning. But that's it for me. But follow me on the Twitters at the H Wood Hick and the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash the Hollywood Hick. And I'm out, y'all. Everybody be good. Happy New Year and stay out of trouble. Do the lamb, do the lamb, do, bitches. Buh, bye. Just do that plain old
Boom, lamb, 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 bo